let's talk about it. Welcome back to Thick Radio, the podcast where we talk about gaining, feedism, and everything in their orbit. I'm James. And I'm Tim, so let's get into it. Today we're welcoming to the show for the first time. Today we've got Blotty. Hi, how are you? Pretty good, thanks. Good. Well, listen, we're really excited to speak with you today because, of course, we're going to be talking about life in Venezuela, which I think is very, very exciting. So, Bloody, are you ready to get started? Yeah. Awesome stuff. So tell us a little bit about where you're from in Venezuela. What is the day-to-day culture like? Well, first of all, thank you for the invitation. I think the day-to-day here is like a, a little controversial side, but it's like a, a normal day in Latin America. It's the people have some wrong idea of how the country is, but where the situation is a little different because it's like a, a normal day. The, the people works, the people do his stuff, the people live when he can live with different things, but it's like a normal, like another country. Wonderful. And I'd love to know a little bit more from you. What are those misconceptions that people have about Venezuela, because I'll admit, um, growing up in Australia, now living in the UK, Venezuela for me is one of those countries where I'll admit, I don't hear a lot about it. I know that it's there. I know it's a part of South America, Latin America, but I don't necessarily know any, I guess, stereotypes about food or culture or the things that happen in Venezuela. So. What are those misconceptions? Well, that culture is not much, it's not growing like another countries, but it's there. It's too small, too small. But I think that's a culture that we lost over the years. Not many people like that culture. They know, they know the gay people, the gay community, they, they know it. But there have some other opinions about it. Yeah, I was going to say that um, living in the United States, the only time that I ever hear anything about Venezuela is when it's on the news and they're talking about the political turmoil. Like, they really don't ever, I mean, but that's America for you. We don't talk about any other country unless <laughs> unless we're criticizing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the focus on other talk here because all the people talk about the political side, but no one talks about the social side. So that's uh, two different points of view. Well, something I actually realized um, just as we were talking, there is, a, there is one thing I know about Venezuela, uh, and that is season three of Drag Race España. Tim, Tim don't you shake your head. <laughs> I like the international drag races, okay? On season three of Drag Race España, 
um, there is a queen who whose name is Maria Edilia, uh, and she's from Venezuela. And I believe she is the first Venezuelan queen, Venezuelan descent queen, who has appeared on any of the Drag Race uh, franchises. So, you know, that, so that's one thing <laughs> is Maria Adelia. Um, and I, I guess I'd ask, have you heard of her before? Is she a known drag queen that you know of in Venezuela or? Uh, really? No. no. Uh, it's the first time I hear it. So wow. I'm sorry for not knowing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. Nothing to be sorry for. Uh, I, I didn't know it either because I didn't watch that season. <laughs> That's okay. But if anyone looks up Maria Adelia online, she is this gorgeous plus size queen uh, from season three of Drag Race España. I think she's very funny, very charming, and very talented. So go and check her out, y'all. Um, but it is interesting learning about that misconception about the politics um, versus the social. So, I mean, I'd ask here, what do you think is distinct about Venezuela separate to the other countries in Latin America? Well, we have so many natural features we can explore. A lot of uh, travelers, lovers travel to here to explore that zone. Like, uh, well, you know, the, the falls, the, the beach, the a really rich culture hiding in some zones, but that's something that the country needs to explore more because right now we are in the in the in the phase of reestablishing. That it's going to be slowly, like a step by step. That makes sense, and it's nice to know that, in a way these kinds of things are happening not just in the sort of typical western countries but they're happening all over it's countries full of really wonderful and diverse people that have so much to offer in terms of that natural beauty and that landscape and that's kind of battling uh that hyper capitalistic political machine you know trying to all those rainforests and turn it all into xyz when actually it would be nice just to have some beautiful landscape that people celebrated right um but i'd love to learn a little bit more about venezuela in terms of you know like what is it like in venezuela when you're fat or when you're becoming fat or or body positivity and gaining what are those things like in venezuela well that's a kind of thing like uh not much people know because it's like a, the other thing I say that that's a culture that not, not so many people know and source people know like in ground in ground you you can find a lot of people who love that but here it's a little more complicated I also have the chance to talk about with some gamers here and they have the same mentality in the other country grow, uh, share, meet other people, and where here the food is like a it's like a treasure in terms of buy it or chance of how you get it because the food here is like a 
it's like a site is growing a lot faster. You can go anywhere and you see a fast food, a fast food store, a supermarket, any kind of that business, and you can find it. But in the fat side, so many people think that it's a wrong because you 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 can be you can live uh, not the life you want or it's dangerous or that's that's kind of things. No, that makes sense. And I think that does align with how a lot of the world treats it that you know, bigger bodies are not the best and that it really does come down to a, a celebrating thinness, you know. Um, yeah. But it's also interesting to hear about, you know, uh, countries in the world where fast food wasn't really a thing and how fast food really does come in and changes things a lot, how people cook and how people operate culturally, you know, like, Obviously, with Australia and America and the UK, fast food's been around for decades now. Yeah. Um, so its foothold and uh, effect of obesity <laughs> on <laughs> on our populations is very clear. Um, but with that introduction of fast food, are a lot of people, you know, really enjoying it, or are people resisting fast food over there? Well. Uh I mean, I mean, it kind of depends what you, what's the mood of, over the weekend, because maybe one day you want to eat some burger or the next day you want to play, you want to eat a salad. That's the pen. Uh, normally here we can eat a fast food, like a, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, if you want to cook or if you want to hang out with friends or have a reunion, a dinner, something special. But in the in the routine, it's normal to have the the, the normal foods. Also, uh, some some people enjoy that body plus, and they're happy with it, and no problem. Also, they share it on social media like Instagram. So, if if they are happy with that. It's good to know. Yeah. What kind of resources are there in Venezuela for bigger people? Like, is there a lot of good clothing to wear? Uh, is there good strong furniture? <laughs> no, like, the fat person needs... Is there steel reinforced <laughs> chairs? And... You know what I mean. I know, which I just, it was just so funny the way that you worded that, sorry. <laughs> but yes, what are the resources like in Venezuela for fat people? Well, we here have the, the normal X plus size of clothes. They can, it's a normal size of clothes, but nothing special like a, another country or another culture. Uh, Ikea hasn't made its way to Venezuela yet, has it? Uh, yeah, we have uh, a store called Straki. It's like a IKEA for the United States. Okay, I mean, I was bringing it up because IKEA is um a sweet. It's Swedish, right, James? A Swedish line of um like furniture and home goods and whatnot. And it's kind of historically known for being made out of cheap pine wood. 
So I don't recommend like big boys. If you're listening, I know Ikea furniture looks lovely because they're, they've got great designers and they always make things look ultra modern, but it's not the sturdiest furniture. Yeah. I, I can verify that actually. Um, <laughs> my partner and I we're very big on doing the Ikea experience because Ikea is so big and it takes us a good few hours every single time we go there, you know, we every we're looking through the candles, we're looking at the flowers and the plants, <laughs> you, you know, um, but bless him, he wanted to get a gaming chair from there. And as I said, we need to look at the weight limit and the weight limit for a lot of IKEA gaming chairs stops at around 180 to 200 pounds. So even some of the most slender among us are already too heavy for ikea furniture because it's made out of pine wood <laughs> so uh yeah <laughs> just as a, a psa to people like uh, fats if you've got good recommendations for clothing providers for furniture and homeware providers uh reach us at the thick radio at gmail.com we'd love to compile a list just so that we could actually have some resources that might help the wider community um but back to venezuela like that's really interesting to know um that even if venezuela doesn't have specific things like ikea that it's got its own version of things like that's really interesting and yeah kind of cool i think that it's not like all one worldwide homogenized thing right like that things are actually very different all around the world like, i i think that's really cool um I am curious to ask, like, from your perspective, what do you think about gaining culture in places like the US or the UK or Australia? Like, what's what are your opinions on the gain of culture in these countries? Well, I think it's like a culture. It seems it's very interesting. I like it. I think it's something different for some people. That culture is weird because see men naked with the same body but sharing in the same side in the in the same style can be weird but for that people that's it's a, a sort of thing of share or meet new people make friends socialize and do something different if you feel special with that people you're happy if you're not you can search help in that community i think I think so, but I like it. It's a community I I enjoy to watch. I meet a lot of people over the years. Right now, I am a little far, but not too much because other things. But it's pretty, pretty, pretty cool. I hope someday meet some people in another country if I can travel sometime. Yeah, I, I imagine. Um... Because growing up in Australia, like I'm, I, I grew up on an island continent, so the only way to go to another country and meet different cultures of people was to fly overseas, um, and it just meant that a lot of gainer communities were kept very, very far apart just just by virtue of size. But now living in Europe, there's this really interesting thing that you know, in less than four hours drive, you can traverse the length of a country which is wild to me, <laughs> you know, because I mean, there are people back home who probably own farms with land more than Europe, you know? 
So it's interesting to to be a part to live in a place in the world where everything is close enough to know that someone who is very close by speaks a totally different language and has a totally different culture. So I imagine that while Latin America, it's typically, you know, Spanish, Portuguese, I imagine there's still uh, still still that kind of experience, you know, mentioning mentioning like your thoughts on how you see gainer culture uh, out where we are. What is the gaining community like in Venezuela? Well, like I say, it's a little small because in the past years we have uh, the real community here was so strong. I searched it and was so strong. The party, reunions, hangouts, over the, the time the migration affects the country that so many people left the country. So that's lost. With that, that gaming culture lost. I have a friend who have uh, shared with me sometimes to hang out, eat, grow if you want, and that's cool because you want to meet other people or restash establishment that gaming community. Because right now, I mean, I think it's really important to highlight the size of these communities because again i think growing up in the west and in these like in in our anglo-centric countries you know we take for granted i think that there are pockets of gainers all over that to get to the nearest one probably isn't very far and there's not really going to be a major barrier to people like if you don't get on that's going to come down to the basics of like personality and general interest you know, like, oh, you like different film or movies, like, okay, maybe we're not going to be best friends. Whereas, you know, for communities of this size, I think it's important to remember that, you know, the the combined opportunity is so much less, you know, and I just, I really hope for listeners out there to, to really bear in mind, and I know we, we say this a lot during these culture apps, but really consider when someone comes from a country where especially when English is not the first language or, you know, it's the culture is very different to your own. Please be more considerate and give space to make and build some friendships because people all over are looking to build community, you know, and they might not have as big a local community to be blessed with. So let's give and share, you know, and, 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 and make things more easy. And, you know, um, Bloody, I just speak out in, in faith here that, you know, in, in times to come, you will find opportunities to visit the US, meet some friends, make some new friends as well, and have community because, you know, every, every single one of us craves it and we all deserve it, you know. Um, but I do want to ask here, and I'm, I'm a, I always like this question because I like to learn about the food and the drink from different places. So for you, what is your favorite Venezuelan food and drink? Well, that's, uh, I mean, the obvious reason I want to say Yarepa. And for drinks, we have a lot. But in Christmas, we have a special drink we call Ponche Crema. It's like a milk with milk with some liquor and it's very sweet, it's delicious. And for desserts, we can go with a three meal cake 
or more traditional, the the pabellón. That's with rice, meat, and here we call a platano. A plantain. Yeah. Ooh, yum. Nice. You know, I don't think I've ever had a plantain before. Oh. Yeah, as it is, it's it's like a banana, but savory, right? Yeah. Yeah, depending on how you cook it, it can be sweet. But by nature, it is a savory banana. Mm. Um, I'm I'm always a little bit iffish with plantain because I've only ever had bananas, which are sweet to me. So the first time I had a plantain and it was done savory, I was like, this is a foolish banana. This is, <laughs> I, I don't know what they did to this poor banana. He's lost all his sweetness. He's, he's tasting bland and, and crazy. But that drink that you mentioned, that's is isn't isn't that what um co coquito is? Like a, a milk based and like it's like milk and rum and something else. Yeah. 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 And also we have in Christmas the ayaka. It's very, very, very popular. Ayaka. What's what's in that? What goes into an ayaka? It's a traditional plate when you can fill it with all you want. Meat, chicken, mm. uh, vegetables. It's very delicious. So for you, I, I, I want to ask you, do you identify as uh, a gainer yourself or would you say you're more of uh, an encourager or an admirer? What labels do you use? Sometime in the past, I identified with a gainer because in my childhood, I was a very fat kid and over the years, I... I gained but not much. So right now I can I can identify like a admirer. I will try to be a feeder if I can. I mean in Venezuela, are there any famous people who are fat? Uh I don't know, I think not. Probably not. Fair enough. No. It's the same in Australia, you know, like the only person I would have thought of was Rebel Wilson and that. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, she's the, the only one, the only famous one I know of. Uh, not, not that she is anymore anyways. Uh, <laughs> I want to ask, you know, like, is there a phrase that you speak in Spanish that you would say to compliment a gainer? Like if you wanted to flirt with a gainer and tell him that you think he's cute and fat, what would you say to him? So I think it's the typical phrase, that everyone say like a bigger is bigger is better, but here we have a face we we say like a you are too fat to be transparent. Okay. It's not a compliment, but it's something we say with we saw uh fat people that took over the view of something. Okay, so so how do you say that in Spanish? You are too fat to be transparent. Eres muy gordo para ser transparente. Well, there you'll go. That's crazy. <laughs> Put that in the arsenal. You're too fat to be transparent. <laughs> Even Superman couldn't see through this shit. Thick cut meat, baby. Thick cut. That's barbecue brisket back baby back ribs. Bubble bubble bath. <laughs> bubble bath. Bubble bath. Um. So now I know you mentioned that the Venezuelan community is very small. Um, but I imagine that y'all, I imagine that y'all would be quite close with one another, right? Like y'all would be very friendly with one another? Uh, 
yeah yeah the the gainer where i told it's very kind it's very funny he has he, his own partner but it's very kind he's so funny we talk sometimes with we have time with we with uh, where his work or when he's out always always we can talk hmm so what changes would you like to see in your local gaming community well obviously that i would love to grow again like uh we get that name again and obviously that will take so much time to do but i think if we make the right decisions and the nice steps we can rebuild that community again i mean I, I want to throw this to you for a second, Tim, because I know that you've contemplated doing events yourself at some stage of the future and mm -hmm. whatnot. I want to ask you, like, what changes do you want to see in your local gaming community? Uh, I want to see people actually willing to show up. <laughs> you know, that seems to be the number one uh, thing is just getting uh, some members of the community to commit to just you know showing up and um having a social interaction uh and i realize that people are very busy everyone's got careers everyone's got homes that they have to look after everyone's got relationships but you know um if i can set something aside far enough in advance like i could even do it as like say in six months i would throw one and like give people six months to like you know, just give your, like, take the time off of work if you have to request it now or whatever, if it's going to be like a little, and if it's just a couple of hours in a, in a pub or a restaurant, just take a chance. You know, that's really all I, I want to see people do is take, is take the chance, you know, like I'll provide the, you know, I'll host in terms of like, I'll be the one to sort of organize things, but you guys have to show up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, if I were to request one change in my local gainer community, and I think I touched on this before, I would want people to be more open to making new connections. Because I do think we have a tendency to shut ourselves down. We have a tendency to say, I have enough friends. I don't need it. I don't talk to people from other places because I, I can't be bothered with that. I, I understand. We all lead busy lives, as you said, Tim. And, you know, if, if you really aren't in the mood to be around people, then fair enough. But just as a challenge to the listeners, I would certainly say if you've got capacity to talk to people from afar, and especially if someone reaches out to you, it could be someone like Bloody, who comes from a place with a smaller community and just wants to make friends. So that would be my request, getting people to be more open to meeting new people and having some new experiences. But I also want to ask you here, Bloody, as we begin to round things out for the episode, what is a question that you want to be asked about your life, about gaining, about life in Venezuela? What do you want us to ask you about? Well, I would love to the people know that it's not like uh, a fake view they have of be or live here, because here... It's a lot of this stuff here, but I think this is like a, a, a moment to let people know here 
the things are different. Obviously, can be some bad things, but not not the time. But it, I want to the people know that here, it's not like a very much. I love that. And I love learning that there are more beautiful and wonderful places for us to travel, to be, to see in this world, and that there are gainers like yourself who are there and ready to meet with people. But I think that brings us to the end of our episode today. Bloody, thank you so, so much for your time. We really appreciate you being here. No, don't worry. Sorry if uh, my English is not too good, so I try my best. Uh, obviously, thanks for the invitation, and obviously, I am fan of both of you, so you're welcome anytime. Oh, thank you, and you don't need thank to you apologize. so much. You don't need to apologize, baby, because at the end of the day, we asked you, you said yes, and I think as all of our listeners here can appreciate, English is not always the most intuitive of languages. It's not always easy. And you've been wonderful giving us your time and experiences in a different language to share that with the world. So thank you for being so open and so willing. And you're listening. Give this boy some love and we'll get, we'll get to the socials in a moment. So, Bloody, where can our listeners find you online? Well, you can follow me on Instagram like Maxi Studio, and that's it. That's it? Well, that's yeah, it. That's, it. that's beautiful. And we'll put the socials in our show notes as well so that people can find it there. But that brings us to the end of another episode here on Thick Radio. Please remember to like and subscribe, rate us five stars, and leave us a good review. If you liked this episode, the podcast, or just us in general, share it with your friends and encourage them to tune in. You can find me on Instagram and BeefyFrat at Stanham. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and BeefyFrat at Thicky Mouse. You can also look us up on Instagram and TikTok at Thick Radio or at our website at www.podpage.com forward slash Thick Radio. If you want to submit a voice note, you can find the link in the show notes. And if you have any questions or ideas for episodes, you can reach us at thethickradio at gmail.com. So until next time, bye fats. Bye fats. Bye fats. Let's talk about it. Thick Radio is a Patreon and Enter app podcast produced by Stan and Thicky Mouse. Next and Master by Stan. Our artwork is provided by Lucky 2. Our theme song is provided by Spotify Cream.